Welcome to the Comics Experiment, our weekly podcast right here at the Comic Storian channel where I sit down with a guest and we discuss something involving comic books, be it in the news that just came out, be it us going over a list featured on a different website and deciding if we agree or disagree, or just us trying to teach each other various information portions and bits of comic books. We also do things like game shows and stuff over here. It's streamed live every... Thursday at about 2 p.m. Eastern. That is the correct day of the week. Yeah, yes. I, I had to check it. Every Thursday at about 2 p.m. Eastern, um, in which we uh, stream it live, 2 p.m. Eastern, twitch.tv slash Monster. I'm okay, guys. I'm doing fine. Uh, and then it gets uploaded early to our Patreon, patreon.com slash comicstorian, where for only a dollar you get access to that, plus about five different podcasts and early access to a lot of our videos. Um, yeah, there's no ad this week. Uh, other than, you know what? We also stream on twitch.tv slash monster every Sunday, Monday, and Thursday for podcasting at 2 p.m. Eastern. And on Saturday and Sunday, Benny and Natalie play Warframe. And on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Benny plays Final Fantasy XIV. So if you want to come and hang out on our Twitch channel, come on over there right now. Why do I feel like I'm dubbing myself? I don't. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like next time we should do that and you should just move your mouth and I'll do the ad. <laughs> I don't know what that was. <laughs> Um, yeah, so it's the new year, guys. Uh, a few months ago, we said that we were moving away from Rob and Benny Experiment towards Comics Experiment because Rob has a lot of amazing things happening for him in his life, and he needs to be more free and available. Because of that, we are going to have a rotational uh, co-host on the whole thing. I'm still here, but this week and probably next week, because we're filming that episode right now, so I know, <laughs> I know who the co-host is, uh, is going to be me and Dan. Uh, and today, I don't know how long this episode's going to be, we're going to talk about the news bomb that supposedly happened and is now being claimed as a mistake. How many times has that happened, though? I know, I know, but... It's a mistake. Wink. <laughs> it's a mistake. <laughs> uh, so, I don't know how people found this. No, uh, someone on our Discord said it best. People are probably just going nuts on it. Yes, I believe it was someone who searched... I guess you should... It's greatest Hugh Jackman movies. Yes. And on that because... listing... Is Logan, Les Mis, Les Mis, Avengers Endgame. Now, right off the bat, I see a number of problems with that. Mm-hmm. With why that isn't even accurate. But the question is, how did that even happen? Well, there's this thing called anyone can edit Wikipedia. Did they put? <laughs> what, no, is that what? I'm, I'm, I, I don't know. I'm I've just got kidding. it pulled up. Um, or yeah, no, that one. I I honestly don't know why because. I'm pretty sure there are other movies that I would consider to be in his greatest, especially considering Endgame's not out yet. Right. I mean, so I, everyone's talking about it, and that's all I'm getting. But this one's—I'm trying to find the confirmation because he obviously right out, out of the gate he said, "I'm done with Logan." Yeah. Which is which is my biggest thing. He has come out and said, "I'm done with Logan." The man is not twenty. The man is not poor. The man is not in need of money. Mm-hmm. He's not in need of recognition. He's going to go down in history as the greatest Wolverine no matter who takes up that role. Oh, yeah. He is Wolverine. If he were to show up in Avengers Endgame, a number of problems with it right away that I see. Okay. Number one, that would be solidifying Hugh Jackman as Wolverine. Yes. Which means Hugh Jackman better have signed off for like 10 more years of movies because that's our Wolverine now. Yeah. Two, that would be weirdly... A, comp- like. Go, pulling in the X-Men movies and putting them into the MCU. Yeah. Because you'd be directly connecting them to an extent. Even if he's like, oh, I don't remember it, I don't, whatever, you know, you could even multiverse, whatever you want to say. Um, so right off the bat, that, that's not going to work. Mm-hmm. I, 
I, so our Twitch chat is stating, wrong, he said he'd come back if it's the MCU. I agree to an extent. He said the rules behind him. Yes. Imagine the deal that he would need to have to actually come. It's, it's a, I mean, well, okay, hold in, on. The, in it's that It's a totally argument, different though. story for me to go, I will be Wolverine if the MCU takes me back. Completely different story for Disney to come by and go, okay, here's your 10-year contract and the diet we need you to maintain. To be and- fair, though, on regards to that, one, they definitely have the money to be able to go, hey, we want you. Here's a big paycheck. And you'd go, that's a pretty big paycheck. Uh, but also in terms of the, like him being older, we've seen uh, Samuel Jackson in the Captain Marvel things and what CG can do to make someone look a lot younger. Yeah. Like, I mean, we are capable of doing that. So I could see them. So let's entertain that first then. Yeah. Hugh Jackman is, how would he, would he actually go in? I, I said this as a joke, but it would be hilarious if throughout the mo- entire movie, his healing factor is so good that his body is trying to dust from the snapping of the fingers, but it keeps regenerating. <laughs> so he's just running around with this dust trail behind him. Uh, that would be funny. It would be kind of funny, but no, I, I feel like he's, I mean, we, we. I feel like adding. The, him I feel like would, this is going to go back and forth a lot. I think it because would. there, there is. We definitively know that when you join the MCU, you do get a ten-year contract. Mm-hmm. That contract does not just include movies; it includes your workout regime, your diet for the next ten years. Yep. It includes other additional appearances you're going to be a part of. It includes charities. It like people think, oh, why, why wouldn't Chris Evans want to do it anymore? Because being Captain America is not just hey, show up for the one movie. Yeah. It's a lot. It's, it's a, not a movie contract. It's almost a lifestyle contract. Yes, exactly. So, for first off, they would have to convince you, Jackman, to do that. I mean, the dude does not need money. Out of all the no. stars we've heard going broke, I don't think Hugh Jackman's on that list. Seems like the nicest man in the world. Also, who doesn't, ex- doesn't exorbitantly spend his money. Plus, I'm pretty sure right now he just confirmed that he's going on a world tour of singing. That, that's been his passion. That's what yeah, he wants to do. That's, that's why Les Mis was even on his list. He wanted yeah. to sing in it. You don't have to pronounce the S. It's Les Mis. I don't. Just I don't, say Les Mis. I haven't seen it. <laughs> Everyone refers to it as Les Mis. Plus, Les Mis just... That's true. <laughs> Les Mis. He, he, he hears it now. Yeah, I hear it now. Um, and I also just don't... like Because he'd have to be in for 10 years. Yeah. You can't introduce him. Now, you could introduce a new Wolverine. I could see... The only way I could see them actually doing it would not be him coming in as Wolverine, but more of a... uh, Like that one-off character that shows up very briefly to help X-23. But actually, that wouldn't work either, because X-23 and Logan is based in the future, which wouldn't be in the same timeline as Endgame. I have an idea how it could work. Okay, let's hear it. As a way to like, for Disney to be like, it's done, we got Wolverine. They introduce their Wolverine. Mm -hmm. And you just have Hugh Jackman be like, that guy looks like a chump. And just a cameo. (laughs) One offline. He would have to walk by and in some sentence form call him bub. Comes by in the hair and the cigar. Yeah. But they don't smoke on Disney. But... It's a candy. It's a, one of those bubblegum cigars. <laughs> <laughs> that guy's a chump, bub. <laughs> Blows a bubble, pops. That's the only way it could work, and he wouldn't yeah. be a part of the MCU. And that would not... Because the moment this blew up over the holidays, which, by the way, guys, uh, if you weren't tracking, the holidays are very dry for comic books, so, yeah, there's not a lot to talk about. There was four. There's, oh, yeah, there's four <laughs> comics to even talk about. Uh, not only is... 
I just, I don't see how this could even work. The moment it was announced that he's in Endgame, I'm like, there's so many holes in that right off the bat. Plus, in terms of a character of Wolverine, he's too overpowered. I no, feel I, that, that I don't see being a problem at all. Not with the MCU. Uh, I, considering what they we did just get to the introduced Hulk, to Super Saiyan Captain Marvel, we're gonna be fine. Yeah, but considering what they did to the Hulk in the first Infinity War, like they kind of nullified him a little bit. They did, but I mean, Wolverine's not that powerful. He gets t- tossed around all the time. The only thing with him is he gets up. Yeah. That's not powerful. Mm. I mean, if you remember the movie back, the to Wolverine. To be fair, he also was a villain, or not a, really a villain, an enemy of the Hulk. That'd be cool. The way they reintroduced him, he fights the Hulk. Just a small scene. <laughs> a guy Just a small claws. scene that he shows up, he attacks the Hulk, that finally allows Bruce Banner to become the Hulk again. <laughs> stabs him with the claws and then he he stabs him he becomes the hulk and then he not he just hits him that he flies away really really far and you never see him again (laughs) they pull the team rocket it twinkles in the sky as he gets knocked (laughs) so far away no i just don't see how they would be able to do it to make it work to plus like his character i feel doesn't really fit with any of the other characters there's no reason that any of the characters would bring him in yeah that's what i mean i don't see why he would be there to begin with because and my biggest complaint about endgame is you don't have to i mean uh infinity war Mm -hmm. is they didn't actually introduce any of the characters they were all just there that's my biggest complaint from infinity war as a movie yeah but it does work with all of these characters having prior history in the other movies. Yeah. It doesn't work if you've never seen any of those movies, but it does work for us, the MCU fans. Yep. How would that work with Wolverine? Because you can't you can't just assume everyone saw a different company's movies. Yeah. You'd have to explain Wolverine. And are you gonna do the end game as your explanation of Wolverine? Yeah, it like would have they to be a one-off cameo, if anything. I guess, I mean. I'm not sure if this was real or not, but someone, uh, one of the directors, I think, came out and said that there's a good chance Endgame's going to be like three hours long. Yeah, I've heard that. I've heard Which, multiple Which, I mean, rumors. would add a little bit more to explain some stuff. But also, was, was Wolverine in the main Infinity uh, Gauntlet story? believe he was. Was he actually Jack in can correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe he was a part of it. It's been okay. a while since I've read that one. Infinity. I just, yeah, I completely agree with you, what you're saying, though, is... He has not shown up in any of the MCU movies. Right. So they would have to do a good portion of the movie to explain who he is, what... Yeah, he was. Kind of what version of Wolverine this is that we're getting. It was the brown and yellow costume. That's what I was, I was trying to place the... Oh, okay. I was trying to place the blue and yellow in my... And I was like, I can't, but I, yeah. I pictured the claw leap. You know, like... Um, yeah, I, I just... And I don't see... What they could use him for that? It would literally various... just be a nod. We've got, we've got yeah. Fox. Because I mean, when it comes to that kind of character, they could easily plug in Black Panther. Yeah. Well, the role that he would play, yes, Black Panther, Shiri suddenly gets it. Yeah. Uh, I, you could bring back any number of characters that way. So I don't see the point in even having him there, other than to nod. We got Fox. But why would you do that in Endgame? Yeah. It just it seems like a weird placement for it. It turns out all of this. It's the after credit scene, just to show that they've got Wolverine. That could work. I mean, that would be the only way I could see it. Like, maybe uh, Endgame ends with the people getting resurrected, and they cut to him getting reformed, and he shows up, and he's like, where am I? The, their, their actor for Wolverine gets up and walks out of the lab, yeah. and Hugh Jackman's the doctor. <laughs> 
That would be great. Yeah, but I mean, I mean that. I, or I still, he's, or it's like uh, one of those ones where it's like cloning tubes or something. Yeah, and Hugh Jackman's just in one of the other ones. That would, yeah, and that, that that's the only role I could see him being in it. Yeah. Is he would be in it as a cameo to hint at the next guy. Otherwise, that paycheck would be insane to convince him to give up everything he wants to do yeah. and join the Disney family. Yeah. You know? It, it would... Yeah. Definitely not deserving of Hugh Jackman's greatest films. It would oh, be Oh, yeah. No, list. definitely yeah. not. Um, yeah. I mean, that's... Okay. So, let's, let's throw out all of our disbelief that okay. this is a thing. We've done it before, but I don't think we've done it with Dan, where Dan had free reign... No pressure. Oh my god. No goodness. pressure. Okay. How, let's, let's assume How for, would I put him in? I'll just say, let's, let's assume for a moment Google is correct. Okay. In this world I've now created, IMDb has also updated okay. Avengers Endgame as a Hugh Jackman film. How would you do it? Um, I would have him... Well, well, we're even assuming he signed on for 10 years. We'll okay. take that. We'll put that into the assumption. I would have him show up, as I said before, he would show up and encounter the Hulk in some way. Okay. That would be our introduction to him. Captain America would probably say some weird line like, oh yeah, don't, I knew that guy back when I was in the army in 1942. <laughs> okay. uh, like it would do some sort of uh, mention as to he's been around for a very long time or, ooh, X-Force. He shows up with X-Force and has some of those people also get a little bit of Deadpool in there as well, potentially. Okay. Um, but I, I can't, I'm not as good as Rob with coming up with a fantastic, yeah, I, see, I honestly can't really think of I a way. I can't think of something we've already really mentioned. I could see him maybe showing up to hold off some of the Black Order or sh- holding off some group that's not Thanos. Right. But I just don't, it's impossible for me to think of a way that he would be a major point because every time I try and come up with an it's a idea, cameo. It's always a it's cameo. It's always a cameo because I'm always like, well, no, they could have Iron Man do No, they could have Hulk do that. That's the problem with the X-Men. They've made it so the MCU doesn't need the X-Men. No, they don't. They don't at all, which is why like, I, I kind of see like, like, yeah, if we get Fox, it won't be. It, we already have the 10 years planned. We're not touching yeah. X-Men. It would be almost like a second universe within the MCU. Yeah, it'd be weird. It'd be weird. So I can't, yeah. because it's a challenge, I did look up one thing. Okay. Basing it off of my idea that okay. we're going to be introduced to a Wolverine. And Hugh Jackman's going to nod to this Wolverine. I have pulled up a list for us to go through, Dan. What if it was Dakin? We show up with Logan being the father of Dakin, and that's the reference. Dakin? That we're getting Dakin into the MCU. I am looking it up. He's the right age that that could potentially work. He's got no history. I mean, you would get way too many people complaining about his claw situation because regardless of which direction he's swiping, it would hurt on one of the claws going against the grain. <laughs> You'd have everyone um, questioning it. But see, here's what I did. I looked up <laughs> the Wolverine ripoff characters. Okay. To see if any of them could be enter- introduced into the world of the MCU okay. as a replacement. <laughs> okay. How many of these ripoff characters are just different versions or clones of Wolverine. I don't know. It's a CBR list. It could be all of them. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, let's hear it. Uh, they've got them on a worst to best. Okay. So 15, they got worst. Wild child. And I'll show you the images. Yeah, I'm going to... 
<laughs> so a discount Sabretooth. It's a discount Sabretooth. Okay. Wild Child is one of the most disappointing characters on this list. He was introduced <laughs> as a literal replacement for Wolverine, as he was a part of the B-Squad for the Canadian superhero team, Alpha Flight. They were called Gamma Flight, and when the whole Alpha Flight program disbanded, he ended up as a part of the villainous Omega Flight, who fought against Alpha Flight. I just want to say they brought back Gamma Flight in Immortal Hulk. Um, I, yeah, I, I didn't it, know that that was an existing thing. I thought that was only related to the fact that gamma radiation, but interesting. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so, no. Well, doesn't Alpha Flight also have a Hulk ripoff? Sasquatch? Yeah. Yeah. Alpha Flight, they're the team where they're like, ah, that was a ripoff. It wasn't too bad, though. Let's bring them in. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's, it's the literal B-Squat. It, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it definitely is. Actually, if anything, it's like the A Squad subclass. That is, yeah. just, they're like, oh, we should. Uh, they're the, the bench warmers. <laughs> the Canadian version. <laughs> just kidding, Canada, you're great. Anyway, yeah, let's what was let's. That? What was that? I didn't want to insult Canada. I like Canada. Blame Canada. <laughs> okay, number so fourteen. Is, better. One, they got to list it as better, not better. That so. Better is a relative term. Rip claw. <laughs> Okay. So he, that just looks like Mr. Sinister got claws. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Cyberforce is literally intended as an X-Men spin-off comic book when he first came with the idea. A few characters bore extremely close likenesses to X-Men characters, such as Cyblade being like Psylocke, and Ripclaw, Wolverine, being the most t- the two most notable examples. However, over the years, Ripclaw has been able to transcend his early influences and become an interesting character in his own right. The main way that he was able to achieve this was being spot was by spotlighting the unique aspects of his character, namely the Native American heritage of Robert Bearclaw. His stories tended to be a bit more spiritual than the type of stories usually used for Wolverine knockoffs. Bearclaw has the ability to astral project as well. He ended up being one of the most impressive Native American portrayals in superhero comics. Uh, see, that's but that's more of a them going. So here's a history of the character. Let's focus on that, not the fact that he's a Wolverine ripoff. Yeah. Um, I think Ripclaw may have gone to Image. I know that was a part of the weird... Yeah, I was going to say... Cyberforce is another thing, too, now. As far as I remember from the comics that I've read, I've never heard of Ripclaw. 13. One of the worst. Oh, God. Wild Side, made by Rob Liefeld. So he's got that Rob Liefeld hair and, and hands. and. So this, this really is just a bunch of ripoffs. <laughs> yeah. Wildside is one of the few new characters that Rob Liefeld introduced during his first few inch issues of his stint as the artist of New Mutants. Wildside was a part of a brand new villain team called the Mutant Liberation Front. He is essentially what Wolverine would have been if he had fully embraced his berserker side of his personality. Hmm. And, you know, okay. was also evil. Wildside stayed with the Mutant Liberation Front for a number of years, outliving most of the members of the team and even leading it for a time. He ended up being uh, he ended up at Weapon X where they experimented on him and gave him new metal claws to make him more like Wolverine. Wildside all, had always screened cannon fodder over the years, so it was impressive that he lasted as long as he did. <laughs> I think I've at least heard of him because you said the Mutant Liberation Front. Yeah. Like, I think I have seen those, but yeah, that... No? No. (laughs) Well, how about a better one, number 12, Dakin. Okay. Hey. We got Dakin. See, okay, I would be okay with Dakin if his claw situation wasn't as confusing as it is. I mean, how does this even work? So, for those of you who don't know who Dakin is, he's got two claws that come out here, 
like X-23, but then has one coming out here as well. So it's more of like a prong. <laughs> I, I feel like- uh, I'll poke your eyes out, kid. It looks very much like that situation from Thor Ragnarok, where he's like, this, this doesn't make sense. I mean, I guess you've got a, a pack of close, like a small pack of vampires you need to skewer at the same time. <laughs> uh, no, his claw situation has always been a weird, very, very weird. Um, I could see him being used, though. I, yeah, I could see him showing up in the MCU if we're going to be like, well, we're moving on to our own thing. We don't want to use Wolverine. And I feel like he would be a reasonable one because age-wise, he would exist in this timeline compared to X-23. In, like, in terms of current timeline, X-23 clearly comes way down the road. Yeah. So I think Dakin timeline-wise could fit. Uh, Dakin is one of those rare times, uh, during one of those rare times in his life when he tried to lead a normal life, Logan was pulled out of an ideal situation when the Winter Soldier killed his wife and unborn child. What Logan did not realize though is that the baby managed to survive, likely through some instinctual form of healing factor inherited from his father, and grew up to become the villainous Dakin. Dakin joined Norman Osborn's Dark Avengers to become the new Wolverine, which pissed Lu Logan off to no avail. When Sabretooth manipulated Dakin into going into going after X-Force, Wolverine was forced to kill his own son. We've actually covered that story. Yeah. That's uncanny. Dakin was brought back to life by Apocalypse and now is a deeper character as he deals with his new realities of his life. Dakin is also one of the few bisexual characters in comics, which is an interesting facet Ooh. to his personality. I did not know that. I knew that, yeah. Um, that actually could make sense, especially because of the Winter Soldier thing. Yeah. I mean, it would be an easy way to integrate Winter Soldier. And we, and we never Soldier. outright name his father, but you can always hint at his father. Yeah. And everyone would get it. Yeah. You're like, oh, man, he has claws. Yeah. He like, has a healing factor. I heard like, my dad berserks out. Yeah. <laughs> um, number 11, worse. It starts off with Thorn. him showing up with the mutton chops and he shaves it off. Yeah. Uh, Wait, Thorn. oh, Thorn. I thought you said Thor, and I'm like, that's a different, that's a weird When Expo, When X-Force debuted, they included another knockoff version of Wolverine in their midst, called Feral. Feral was a former Morlock who survived the mutant massacre, and she was, well, Feral. That was all about her, that was all it was about her characterization. So when Thorn, her sister, was recruited to fight against the X-Force, well, you know what happens when you make a photocopy of a photocopy. <laughs> <laughs> it's that was the deal with Thor. She had even less personality than Farrell. There was, it was a bit of an interesting twist later, which it turned out that between the two sisters, it was actually Farrell who was the evil one all along, and Thorne was trying to clean up her sister's mess. That twist, though, was roughly 20 years ago, and Thorne hasn't been in any interesting story since. No, definitely not. I think Farrell has. I feel like that. I feel like I've heard the name Farrell. Yeah, me too. Um, that honestly sounds like a game of telephone where someone like explained Wolverine, the next person got Dakin out of that and then explains Dakin and they're like, I think I get it. <laughs> Maybe. Um, that would be hilarious. <laughs> what? Okay, well, let's see what they say about this. Number 10, better, Lobo. I never Wait. considered Lobo a Wolverine ripoff. Wait, DC? Or, yeah. Wait, okay, so this is counting more than just Marvel. Apparently. Okay. I could see, no, I've always considered him uh, Wolverine related. Really? Oh, yeah. I've because, never considered him that way. Like, think of it this way. He's related enough, but different enough. Because he has the insane healing factor. Yeah. But instead of having the ripoff of he's got the claws, he's got a hook. It's I a guess. metal, like, chain but of But he's hook. like a space bounty hunter. Oh. 
The basic concept behind the introduction of Lobo in the pages of Omega Men by Rob Sliffer and uh, Keith Griffin was Mm. to parody the increase in dark characters like Wolverine by coming up with an even darker character. Also, Lobo is Spanish for wolf, so he was named after an animal just like Wolverine. Plus, cigar. Yeah. Always got the cigar. Motorcycle. Uh, I don't really, yeah, I guess. Wolverine you always have with a motorcycle. The character ended up being one of the more effective tools uh, of early 1990s and making fun of extreme, extreme excesses of the era. The downside, of course, is that when the character basically became what he is, when the character basically became what he was meant to satirize, and that's the risk you always face with parody characters who become popular on their own. Yeah. I do that because a lot of people always say, like, why don't you guys do more Lobo? Mm-hmm. I like Lobo, but there's not that much Lobo to work with because... Early Lobo was mocking everything. I feel like it's kind of the Red Hood situation. Where right now it's great, but the older stuff, not the same person. A lot of the older stuff, what people liked about it, people nowadays wouldn't get. Yeah. And the same thing with Red Hood. Red Hood has evolved so much that he's not the same character that was introduced. Lobo is a totally different thing though, because like if I tell, like everyone likes Lobo for what he is. But if you do Lobo in the 90s, it's completely different. Mm-hmm. It's making fun of things. It's mocking it. And that is a great book in itself. But most people nowadays would be like, yeah. what is this? So I can, I can definitely see him as a good uh, knockoff, though. Like there, Now that you say it, there's more and more things that he does that are very related. Yeah, yeah. Especially the kind of shady nature because wolverine's not really always been a good guy no 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 he goes feral and stuff like that number nine worse kill razor yes just the name alone yes just the name alone i when it comes to knockoff characters of wolverine one of the most popular things to copy is his signature claws they've always been a huge visual element of his popularity so it's no surprise that other writers especially Mm -hmm. artists who are also serving as writers on the project went for visual approaches that echoed that work uh for mainstream hits However, Mark, uh, so I can't say his last name, but the, he oh, uh, took things to a whole other level with one of the members of Strike Force, a side project led by Strike Force leader Striker. Wolverine had claws in his hands, but Killraiser? He has blades everywhere. Yes, his entire body is capable of popping blades out. He typically used them in his gauntlets, where there was space built in, but he could protrude blades anywhere. Killraiser was mute, and his character was about as well developed as his singing voice. Ah. Uh... Uh... That just sounds like... So he's a porcupine. Yeah. <laughs> Why isn't he called porcupine? <laughs> they call me pincushion. <laughs> I oh, want to make a comic about pincushion. Good old pincushion. Pincushion. Um, Warblade. Number eight. A better. Ooh, he's the... Oh, wait. Never mind. I'm thinking Warpath. Jim Lee and the Marks... I still can't say his last name. Got uh, this much credit. They made the they made their main New Wolverine knockoff characters, Warblade and Ripclaw, have a shared background to explain why they each have the ability to create cybernetic metal claws in their body. Cybernetic. Yeah. Okay. That made a lot more sense than just being a coincidence that they both had similar powers. Yeah. The greatest thing that happened to Warblade was when he was a member of Wildcats. Was that both Alan Moore and later Joe Casey took over writing duties on the title and spent a lot of time focusing on developing their previously unsung backgrounds. It didn't help that Warblade got got a bit less of the focus in the series compared to the main characters like Grifter, Zealot, Voodoo, and Spartan. Casey in particular showed the wear and tear of being a superhero that could have could have on mental health of someone like Warblade. So is he like half cyborg? 
guess. If they're cybernetic. I don't, know any, I don't know how much about him. I just remember them being like a cybernetic thing. And when I was a kid getting comics going, that's the coolest design ever. Right. Um, like almost like a symbiote thing, if I remember correctly. Interesting. That is really interesting. Yeah. Sounds kind of like the techno virus that uh, Cable was given. Uh-huh. Um, huh. I could see that one working because it's done in a way that's different enough that it could be partially explained, especially considering the amount of technology and uh, things like that in Marvel. Yep. I mean, with Shuri, Tony Stark. Like, I mean, that's kind of it. But, uh, <laughs> but like, there's enough people that they could make a cybernetic in cybernetically. I'm trying to think enhanced. of that now. Like, who else has it? Like, cybernetic abilities. They've always kind of gone light on that in Marvel. Mm-hmm. Forge, isn't it Forge? Half? No, Deathlock's what I'm thinking of. Deathlock is yeah. Deathlock is pretty much Carnage, but with uh, cyborg. Is that what he is Part. now? Yeah, he's uh, his human portion of him is a psychopath. That's why in the most recent X Force. He's constantly screaming very horrific things about <laughs> wanting to kill people and okay. like eat their families. Um, Number seven yeah. is Shiv. Is Shiv? Shiv. That is the biggest knockoff I've ever seen. That is Wolverine. It's Wolverine with Dakin claws. In the in the 1990s, Marvel tried to tried for a big push in graphic novels. As the comic book market was doing so well that it seemed like a longer format could be a huge moneymaker for both Marvel and the creators who did the novels due to royalties paid on them. Every character had a few graphic novels with the major one like Wolverine and Punisher receiving multiple graphic novels a year. One of the Wolverine ones called Bloody Choices saw Wolverine forced to choose whether to allow a pedophile drug dealer to cut a deal with S.H.I.E.L.D. to bring down a whole chain of drug dealers. The drug dealer had a bodyguard named Shiv, who had a bodyguard named Shiv, who looked like he could have been Wolverine's brother. Nothing has ever been done with the character since his appearance. From the look of it, from the sound of it, it sounds more like a different version of Wolverine. Like if Wolverine went to jail, and a different personality came out, kind of like the Berserker, yeah. it would be Shiv. Number <laughs> six is Panther. Oh my God. Okay, that's and different it, enough. It's diverse enough to fit into current movies. It looks like Nightwing. <laughs> it does. <laughs> when the 1990s began, the new Titans uh, editor, oh, yeah, okay, wanted to sense. change the Titans universe to make it more like the X-Men, a title that the new Teen Titans once outsold in the early 1980s. Part of that involved introducing his own version of Wolverine in Panther, a woman with a berserker rage and a mysterious past that involved her being experimented on by a covert organization. Oh my god, that is... They just took Wolverine. They really did, and they just changed gender. They were like, make it a woman and give it Nightwing's outfit. Yeah. <laughs> People won't know. <laughs> They'll think we're original. It's fine. Over time, though, Panther developed into a fascinating maternal figure for baby, baby wildebeest, Another victim of experiments by bad guys. Panther and Baby Wilderbeast and fellow Titan Red Star soon formed an endearing form of oh the traditional gosh. nuclear family. Then Superboy Prime murdered Panther and Baby Wilderbeast, <laughs> but hey, it was the mid-2000s and this stuff happened all the time. <laughs> Good old Superboy Prime going, oh, hey, we he... don't like this in our continuity. I'm going to destroy it. Superboy Bunch! That's funny. That is... Oh my god. All right. This That's one's... lack of originality okay, at its finest. Hold on. Okay. 
Number five is Seahawk. Is that not Batman? <laughs> oh my God, that's Batman with a longer cowl. <laughs> that, are you sure it's not Batman from a different multiverse? Mark Barros and his brother Alex grew up on the ocean as their father was a famous marine explorer, but when they tragically were killed in a submarine accident that almost killed Mark and Alex as well, they were luckily saved by the underwater hero Roman who brought them to his undersea kingdom and gave them superpowers. Alex became Cold Snap and Mark became Seahawk. Uh, they both had enhanced strength, could breathe underwater, and like most Wolverine knockoffs, had a healing factor. They were recruited by the mysterious vigilante known as Battlestone to use the fortune that they had inherited from their father to fund a superhero team, Brigade. Cold Snap eventually went evil, but Seahawk ultimately became the leader of Brigade. Their personalities were never all that developed, however, beyond just superhero tropes. So you take the I Batman feel like outfit. we're now getting into, hey, we're going to mix Batman with the different people of the Bat family. So we got it the looks Nightwing. like Batman. Is the next one going to be some but sort with, of Robin? Yeah, it's like Batman with, yeah, we had Nightwing. With the, we had Bat, it's basically Batman with like a silver version of his suit. <laughs> That's what it looked like. Number four is Wolverroach. Wolver, okay, okay that's, better. that's gotta be from a different multiverse. That, you can't even... It has the first half of his name. When the series ultimately began to tackle slightly more universal topics such as politics and religion, and then later the less acclaimed gender politics, J David Sims' Cerberus was originally a straightforward parody of Marvel's popular sordid sorcery title, The Conan the Barbarian Story. Yeah. The series followed the adventures of a barbarian aardvark named Cerberus. <laughs> Over time, Sim began to expand his satirical glance at superhero characters, with the main source of the satire being a character known as Cockroach, who would take on various identities of superhero characters like Moonroach and Punisher, Punishroach. Hold on, I'm sorry, which you, this is Marvel? No, this is like some spin-off comic. Oh god, it's even worse. Okay. Um, and he became Wolverroach, a parody of Wolverine. He would later become Swoon, a parody of Sandman. So it's just a parody book. Yeah, it's a parody book. Worse. That is, oh, for, I'm just going to quickly say though, Roach, that's Cockroach and using Roach in all of the different names, that's the best they could come up I know, with. I know, <laughs> Ro, uh, Number three, worse, Romulus. You don't know this storyline, but he's, a, he's bad. Wait, let me see him. Uh, you won't know him. He, he, he looks like Wolverine. Oh my god. He's like the birth, he's like the father of Weapon X is the whole idea. Oh god. Um, mutant related comic book series sometimes get teased how often their stories involve secret bad guys being behind the scenes manipulating events, including past events when they were not around for the first time around. It's a constant sense of everything you thought you knew was a lie. Romulus was precisely this type of character. He was introduced in the pages of Wolverine Origins as the guy who had been pretty much behind every facet of Wolverine's life for decades. Remember the whole thing where they said Joker has manipulated all of Jason, Jason Todd's life? Yeah. And that's how we got to where he is? That's basically That's Romulus. This. Yeah. Um, huh. Heck, maybe even longer than that, Romulus was allegedly an immortal who had been around since the earliest days of man. No one particularly cared for Romulus, so his influence has been de-emphasized in the years since his debut. No one even mentions him anymore. Yeah. I can see how it would, how they thought it could work in the universe. But really? Better. They've got it listed as only Wolverine. I'm just going to say it's X-23 for what it is. Yes, better. I will uh, 100%. I mean, we're huge fans of X-23, so I don't think and there's much needing for explanation on I this. I definitely haven't gone multiple years saying that's one of my favorite superheroes. Uh, 
Yeah, no, that one I could see. And they're just saying it's a better ripoff because she became Wolverine, but it was it was a successful. Yeah. He was killed. She decided to step in and take over for her father to become the new Wolverine. Yep. She really came into her own in the new role and was shown a sense of maturity with a much greater than her actual young age. She was a worthy successor to one of the greatest X-Men of all time. I agree with that. She was a very good successor. But I am happy we got Logan back. I'm glad we got him back, but we still kept her. The worst ever. And the number one worst ever. Okay. Deadlock. Deadlock. That is Wolverine in his X-Force outfit. But red. In the early 1990s, Rob Liefeld launched two superhero titles that were tied together. One was called Brigade, which was led by Battlestone, while the other was called Bloodstrike, which was led by Battlestone's brother, Kabat. Brigade was a straightforward superhero title, while Bloodstrike was based around the Project Born Again, a group that could bring people back from the dead. Deadlock was a terrorist who was also sort of a vampire. He was blood fr- he was a he was bloodthirsty and an evil dude and when he died, he came back through Project Born Again and now he was significantly mellowed out. He was more of an anti-hero now and he served with Bloodstrike for many years. An odd aspect of his character is that he had no claws, but he could use his fingers to slice at people. It was an odd it was an odd look when Bloodstrike disbanded. It was unclear what happened to Deadlock. That so Lady Deathstrike Meets yeah. X-Force Wolverine. Yeah! Mixed with Jubilee became a vampire. Yeah. Why didn't they give him adamantium fangs? I don't know. <laughs> uh, okay, that is... That is the funniest but worst knockoff I've ever heard. <laughs> I liked your description of it. Yeah. It made it better for me. <laughs> so... Oh my gosh. Overall... Or Sabretooth if he became Wolverine. Because he really why was just he on the list? Yeah, why wasn't he on the <laughs> list? I mean, I guess he's not. I mean, he, he, would no, you, would you consider Sabretooth a Wolverine knockoff? Yes and no. I feel like he would be a knockoff in the same sense that Dakin was, where kind of it makes sense that there's similarities, but they're different enough. I know. I I feel like he does have differences. Plus, his healing factor, as far as I'm aware, is not even on par. Dakins? Uh, no. Oh, Sabretooth? Sabretooth. I think depending on who writes it. Okay. I want to say it has been, but then you're right, a lot of times it's not. Yeah, a lot of the time that's kind of the differentiating It's the problem factor. with like Deadpool's healing factor. Yes. Sometimes he can like re-roll a head in like minutes, and other times it's like running around baby feet. <laughs> I see the baby balls. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> Sorry, movie, the movie, my bad. Oh, <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, so what do you think? Good Speedster brings up Honey Badger. Would you consider her a ripoff of Wolverine? Uh, yes and no, because I think one of the best... It's a photocopy of a photocopy! It, it really is, but I think one <laughs> of the best things that makes her unique is the fact that she does not feel pain. Because she is the only one that I'm aware of that has that healing factor that simply does not feel pain. Because all of them always talk about when I take out the claws, it hurts. Whereas yeah. Honey Badger has just the one claw... So it's, it's, you know, it's almost as if each time they cloned Wolverine, they lost a hand claw. X-23 Did, went to two, Honey Badger goes to one. Didn't um, uh, Honey Badger get, like, completely annihilated in a nuclear explosion or something like that? But she doesn't feel pain, so they, she revived? Uh, it was a recent book. Like, they killed her, but she can't die, so she just revived, but she couldn't no, die. I don't think she exploded in a... That one was actually with Wolverine himself. I remember that, yeah. Um, I thought she did something similar in X-Men Red, though. She kind of did. She merged her mind with... 
It was like the, it feel, it would feel like that to someone else because she was merging her mind with Jean Grey to allow for Jean Grey to also merge with uh, Trinity uh, to defeat Cassandra Nova so that they could spread it out a bunch of people and she could withstand it with her brain getting torn to shreds and repairing at the same time, but she wouldn't feel the pain. Gotcha. Okay. As far as I'm aware, though, the only story I've heard or read, at least recently, of a nuclear bomb was Wolverine that related to the adamantium agenda in the hunt for Wolverine because it was... That did happen. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Well, there you go, Uh, Dan. What do you think? Overall, bad, good, good. I think it's a good list. I mean, Normally, it's a, I don't agree with CBR's list, but yeah. It's that. a great list of great knockoffs. Some of those, I don't know why they would say better. Uh, but, um, yeah. I feel like a good way to bring... Like, I, I kind of wish they hadn't done X-23 as young as she is. Because she would be a good MCU replacement for Wolverine. Yeah. I think. I still think if they were to do it, that would be it. They'd bring in someone like that. Yeah, because she's, I, like, I feel like the benefit that she has of being implanted is she has a good history in comics. Like, she's got a good reputation, where some of these other ones people go, I've never heard of, or that was a horrible character, and they would have bad press simply based off of that. Yeah. X-23 is the only exception I can think of. But, All okay. right. Well, I, I think that's kind of conclusion. We've discussed yeah. it. A little, little off the cuff wasn't yeah. as much of a direction, but I think we fit, We kind of redeemed the episode with this knockoff list. Yes, that was a fun list. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, if you enjoyed this, let us know by letting, telling us down in the comments down below. Also, let us come over and watch it live over on twitch.tv slash monster every Thursday. Mm-hmm. You can also find us over on Patreon, patreon.com slash comicstorian. Um, and I stream quite a lot on the Twitch channel as well now, so you can find me at twitch.tv slash monster doing things. You can find Dan over on his Twitter, Dan T. Producer. Mm-hmm. Would you change it? That's Dan T. Producer on Twitter, and it is Dan T. Streamer on Twitch. Yes! So thank you guys so much for joining us, and we will see you next time, right here, under the Comics Experiment! I want a big poster back here, so I can, like, call to it. Yeah, let's do that. I like, <laughs> I like that idea. <laughs>